0: Um, Coming up on the one-year anniversary, his approval rating at the end of his first year is actually lower than that of any American president since 1945 for the end of the first year, besides Donald Trump. Um, More than 60% of voters say that Biden is responsible for rising inflation, his handling of the Delta surge, the list goes on and on and on. Biden's getting blamed for a lot of things. It has not been the first year that he wanted. So let's break it down. We're going to chat with Dr. Stephen J. Farnsworth. He's a professor of political science at the University of Mary Washington in Virginia, author or co-author of seven books, including Presidential Communication and Character, White House News Management from Clinton and Cable, the Twitter and Trump. He's also a former Canada-U.S. Fulbright Research Chair in Public Policy at McGill University, and a regular panelist on Angle on America on the CTV News Channel. Uh, Dr. Farnsworth, we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
0: Yeah, so let's just take a look. If you, if you wanted to look back at the first year, there was a lot of uh, optimism and there was a lot of hope and encouragement sweeping across parts of the United, not all of the United States, but parts of the United States when Joe Biden was sworn in. Um, I don't think the first year has gone the way any of us predicted it would, correct?
1: Yeah, I think what you have to appreciate when you look at any new president is that they can be a victim of circumstances. In many ways, Joe Biden becomes president in a very, very difficult environment. High unemployment. You have a an extraordinarily divided country. A lot of Americans even now have their doubts because of the things that Donald Trump has said, whether or not Biden is a legitimate president. His majorities in the uh, Congress are razor thin. Mm-hmm. And so you add all those things together, you're talking about a pretty unfavorable environment for uh, for him. Um, and then we haven't even started to talk about COVID, which continues to bedevil uh, politicians pretty much anywhere in the world right now.
0: Uh, for From an observer on this side of the border, the things that seem to have tripped him up, um, the big one, and it seems to happen pretty typically, um, his own party. They seem to be one of the major um, obstructions that he has to try and deal with if he wants to get anything done. They seem to be part of the problem down there
1: it's absolutely the case that democrats are really struggling to try to work out a consensus within the party and that's what they need because remember in a senate that is 50 democrats and 50 republicans with a vice president who's a democrat breaking the tie you can't afford to lose any one of them and so you basically can only legislate as far as the most conservative democratic senator is willing to go and so what you see with the the biden presidency is a situation where I think a lot of the Democrats on the left were expecting that this could be the next FDR, some huge New Deal-style policies that are putting out there. Remember that $6 trillion idea that, that some of the people around Bernie Sanders were talking about a year ago. Uh, that's never going to happen. It's already down to $1.5 and it's not clear that that's going to pass uh, anyway. So you have to appreciate in our political system uh, the, the, the leader uh, of the government isn't really the leader of the government. Uh, They are the leader of the executive branch, and they still have to convince Congress. uh, Even members of their own party have their doubts, and that creates a a situation where uh, you might even think about the presidency as as an environment where you really don't win very often.
0: Well, exactly. Now, when you take a look, I mean, so he's got (laughs) those kind of problems in dealing with members of the Democratic Party, but a lot of the other things that he's facing are Um, He's catching the blame. Let's just walk through a couple of them. First of all, inflation, gas prices, supply chain. I don't know how much the president really controls in those regards, but it's certainly, you know, the buck stops here, and this is where it's stopping right now.
1: Right. I mean, presidents get more credit for good times and more blame for bad times than they deserve. That's the sort of unfortunate reality. Now, in terms of gasoline prices, they're already coming down. Uh, In terms of the supply chain issues, you're still seeing a a significant improvement in terms of ramping up the ability to get stuff off boats and ports and things like that. But, you know, ultimately the situation here is that COVID has a dramatic impact on the economy all over the place. Uh, People uh, are looking for jobs that are more appealing to them that have more money, that are maybe less physically demanding, uh, that uh, allow them to work from home more. And all these new people and new jobs or vacancies that aren't being filled are decisions that individual consumers are making all over the economy. The net result... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage
1: Result, though, is certainly significant dislocations. When you're talking about uh, when someone, you know, goes to uh, to a to, to a Chipotle or a Panera or something, and they can't get um, get service there because everyone has quit for a better job, mm-hmm. uh, those kinds of dynamics are are going to be. All blamed on the president, even though, of course, these are individual decisions that consumers are making in ways that make sense for them as individuals. It's just a very, very difficult environment. Um, COVID has changed everything, and we're not sure how it will change things in twenty twenty two.
0: Well, this is the thing, and I think if if, if Biden's learned anything when it comes to COVID is don't make any bold predictions. Um, and we're seeing everywhere right now, uh, being trotted out by Republicans and uh, right-wing media, that clip of Joe Biden saying, I will handle the virus, I will handle the virus, when clearly that hasn't happened. So, I mean, it, it, there's so much uncertainty. How do you navigate that? You want to provide some sort of, you know, I'm in charge and I'm doing things, but that can be derailed at any moment.
1: Well, that's absolutely the case. And remember, there are a lot of people who want Biden to fail, even if it means greater uh dynamics of greater infection rates for COVID around the country. When Biden says, tell people to wear masks when they're in public, uh, there are plenty of people who say that's not necessary. You don't need to do that. Uh, governors in, in red states that have extraordinarily high uh, rates of infection uh, are basically fighting a uh, battle against Biden over what to be said here. But there is one thing I think that the Biden team did wrong with respect to COVID, and that was really not ramping up the testing regime. You you When you think about COVID, um, obviously vaccinations are the most important thing to do. But, but it's also the case that maybe the Biden vaccination only strategy, um, which was, I think, probably a rational calculation based on how much pain Americans are willing to endure. We're not willing to endure much. Um, the reality is that uh, you come up with an environment where, you know, there's this new variant uh, Omicron that we're dealing with now that's creating havoc, uh, you know, irrespective of where we are in this country or around the world. And you know, Biden's focus on uh, test on on, on vaccination uh, and not focusing more on testing, I think, created an environment where um, this situation was worse than it might otherwise have been.
0: So uh, now that we're into 2022, and we know that's going to be a pivotal year for. Well, democracy, frankly, in the United States and and what may happen this fall, um, a lot that people have been talking about that basically uh, for a year now is the midterms coming up this fall and how important they are and pivotal they are. Uh, And a lot of it rests on the Biden administration and how successful they are. Um, What do they need to be doing now to have any hope? Because the way it looks right now, they're not in good shape.
1: You're absolutely right. I mean, the president has very low public approval numbers. Um, You're seeing a number of of Democratic incumbents around the country saying they don't want to run again. Um, You're seeing even moderate Republicans deciding to take retirement, people who had less enthusiasm for Donald Trump. So you you see all those dynamics out there, and you're looking at a difficult environment for, uh, for Democrats going into 2020. We also just had our census, and so new lines are being drawn for a lot of these congressional districts. And in many states, those are drawn by the legislature. And the Republican legislatures around the country, particularly in states like Florida and Texas, are creating very friendly environments for Republicans. To uh, to run and maybe cut out some Democratic seats, so you put all that stuff together. It's a very difficult environment. I think that the Biden team is really going to rise and fall in the state of COVID above all. I think that the healthcare and economic consequences of that are really the one thing that, that he needs to focus on above all. And there's so much of that is outside of his control. It's any it's anyone's guess how that's going to work out. The one thing that may work out for for biden and this is the great imponderable of 2022 is the uncertainty of all the legal challenges that the former president trump is facing if uh... cases start being made with respect to uh... the way he uh, tried to manipulate the election after the fact uh, manipulate the vote counting uh... those kinds of issues um... as well as other issues involving potential uh, crimes involving his family businesses and tax reporting and so on those things may really take the wind out of some Republican sails, but that's a pretty thin read if you're a Democrat for you to base your hopes on a uh, on a revival. Normally, presidents get hammered uh, in their first midterm elections. You can look at yeah. uh, Trump. You can look at George W. Bush. You can look at Obama. All of them uh, had a nasty midterm uh, experience during their tenures.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much the way that it plays out. So uh, we'll watch and see. Um, Doctor, thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. That's Dr. Stephen J. Farnsworth, Professor of Political Science and International Affairs and the Director of the Centre for Leadership and Media Studies.